Did you know that reading is fundamental? <laughs> Thanks, RuPaul. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. That's, That's the right. other kind of reading. That's the well, reading for filth. They kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Palm I, reading I, is that's fundamental. Right. Tarot Indeed. reading is fundamental. Work. <laughs> I thought with this month of uh, reviews and authors that we've had so far, perhaps we should keep the thread going by recommending to our listeners some of our favorite books. What do you say? Oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. I mean, we can also review books that are old and new and unknown. Not just a lot of what we're going to talk about are books that are relatively new, you know, in the realm that publishers are sending us and saying, hey, review this person. But, you know, there's some authors that have passed away that are books that are super influential to me or authors that are so famous that they would never be on our podcast. Well, a, a girl can dream. Well, maybe not never, right? I'm excited to talk about like what books have been influential for you. What are books that you're currently like in your in your mind are three books that are what you love. So let's start uh, with you. Woohoo. All right. So so my blend, I wanted to present like a a, a progression of making. <laughs> so one is all about knitting making your own things in that way. The next is making your life better. Uh, And then the other is sort of making your world expand. So uh, my first recommendation is called Up, Down, and All Around. It is a stitch dictionary for knitting that includes all sorts of little knitting patterns, stitches. I'll give a little, uh, for anyone looking at our video feed, this is a good one to go off of. Also, you're going to get a lot of ASMR through the pages. So sorry about that. Well, and that's (laughs) not a regular bound book. That's like a spiral bound book. Yeah. So because it's probably like a more textbooky reference material for a lot of makers. It is a spiral bound, which is nice. So it lays flat and it has paper that you can take notes on. But the, the real kicker about this particular book, because Jim, there's a zillion, like a zillion stitch pattern books in the knitting realm out there. But this one is fairly unique because it will tell you how to do the pattern flat. So if you're just knitting back and forth, or if you're doing it in the round, which may not make any difference to you, but it is an entirely set, a different set of directions, depending on how you're making things. So with this, you get, you get to see the swatch. If you like the stitch pattern or the color work, it will tell you how to do it, whether you're doing it on a scarf or a hat. So it's really awesome. Is this a book that you come back to over and over? Or was it something that was just influential once? No, I I do come back to it. As you can see, uh, anything that has flags (laughs) is usually a good sign for me. Um, And this particular book was uh, created by Wendy Bernard, which I don't know if she's still active in the knitting industry. I think the last post I saw from her was like 2018, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So she's just busy knitting. Yeah, right. Exactly. So So. is a stitch dictionary a thing? Do are there other like stitch dictionaries out there? Is that a term that we should know? Yeah, for me, it's, I feel like it's magic in its own right. It's like, like a book of 
recipes. It looks a lot like a like a recipe book. You know yes. how there's some that are sort of bound like that. Like I think yep. of the Betty Crocker or the you know other recipe books. So it mm-hmm. looks kind of like that. Yeah, and the fun thing about a stitch book is that it's not necessarily giving you an entire sweater to make with it all planned out. It's for it's to help you expand your creativity. You know, it's for you to design with if you're feeling like that. It's a wonderful place to start off with. And like I said, this one is especially useful because of its different directions that everything's laid out in. Mm -hmm. You don't have to translate it because it's easy to like, you know, forget to make a knit a pearl when you're doing one versus another. So right. So if I if I wanted to learn how to knit a, uh, a particular sweater, I could get the pattern for that sweater. But if I wanted to understand how do I actually knit a cable? Mm-hmm. The stitch dictionary would have like, here's how you do cables. And then I could apply that to something if I wanted to say, I want to create a cabled scarf, but I, I want these type of cables and these type of things in between. I'd want Absolutely. to go to a stitch dictionary, which has like the the found or the fundamentals of creating yes. those types of stitches within a piece. Absolutely. Wow. I can it. see why now that would be a really b- important thing for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I have a lot of them, including ones that are not even in like English. I have a lot of Japanese dictionaries that are also really great because they have charts and things that you don't necessarily need to read words. You can just look at it and apply it. Fun. All right. So that's oh. awesome. So up, down, all around Stitch Dictionary by Wendy Bernard. That's right. What's your second one? So the second one, this is a book that I've had for a long time, but I actually just only finished it, even though I've watched the series and I get the understanding. It is Spark Joy. So this is the illustrated version of Tidying Up, the you know joy magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. However, I really liked this expanded illustrated version that shows you how to fold things because I'm a huge nerd. So I love to fold and learn new methods of folding. And it turns out, Jim, as you might know, when you're a crafter or into something as a hobby, you collect a lot of things, whether you mean to or not. Um, You know, you probably had good intention of starting and finishing a thing that you bought, but as I'm relearning, as I'm going through my own stuff yet again, it doesn't always happen that way. So yeah, well, if how many of those witches out there have collected pretty rocks from the from the beach, or mm-hmm. crystals from here and there, or shells from hither and yon, and they end up piling up, and you're like. I should get rid of these, but everything that I collect has so much meaning. I have the previous book and I'm trying to find, I don't think it's within my arm's reach, but it's here on this bookshelf Mm -hmm. right next to me. And I could really use the illustrated version to see how do I fold those t-shirts so they stand up in my drawer. I would love to see how she actually does it. So speaking of Japan, that is a really amazing book and it is the life-changing magic of tidying up is an amazing, amazing book. Marie Kondo, I love you. Yes. Agree. And like, again, she... She will explain things, you know, like the finding joy. It is so essential. I mean, outside of her tagline of it, it is, it's for everything. It's how you learn to spend your time and how you learn about yourself, like what, what you have and what you're really attached to it and why. Maybe I got a skein of yarn, like you said, at an event or whatever, but maybe now I don't like the colors, but I have these memories. Do I keep it? and just let it hang out here and do nothing? Or do I set it free and let someone else enjoy it? You know, it's, um, 
it's not just good for your life, but it translates then into everything. So it just yep. helps declutter your mind and put things into perspective. That's right. Yep. So yeah. Awesome. Loved that. Well, one. Tidy Up, an illustrated guide, an illustrated guide yes. to the life-changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. Mm -hmm. Fabulous recommendation. I might need to get a second version of her book. <laughs> <laughs> I have both of them too. I was like, well, now I need to see the illustrated guide. Yeah. Well, what were your three categories? The first was about making. Yep. The second was about, what was like the category? Making your life a little better. Yeah. And then this one is sort of making, uh, making your mind a little more open, right? So expanding. So, so what's yeah. this one? So this is my favorite, like non-making, but very magical in my eyes book is called Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And it is about uh, case studies of life between lives. It is amazing. This book blew my mind. It was recommended to me by a woman who is a medium who said that if she had to write her own manual on what it feels like to connect and talk to spirits and things that this would be like basically it. So I was like, okay. And it, it is, it's so detailed. And what I really like most about this particular book is that it is interview style. So like you'll be hearing a little story about how he's putting things to context. And then you will hear, read a case study, uh, exampling whatever he's saying. So, you know, like what might happen after we die and how we process and how we choose to select lives and this and that and the other thing. And, and lots of other things, especially as you get like further into the book where I didn't, and like, I like this kind of stuff thinking about it, but I didn't even think about some of this stuff towards the end. So for me, it was very exciting. Probably not a book for everyone, but I highly recommend it. Who is he interviewing? Is he interviewing other people who've had near-death experiences? Is he interviewing the angels? Is he interviewing the dead? Is he interviewing... Right. Okay. My my bet. So it is oh, case no, studies of... He was... Um, he's unfortunately passed now. So wouldn't it be great if we could channel him? Oh, we'll, we'll channel him and that'll be who we have on <laughs> yeah. as an interviewer. Yeah, no as, problem. I'm sure yeah. all we have to do is get Llewellyn, who is the publisher's permission, and then it'll be no problem, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll get last week's guest, Danielle, oh, to right, channel yeah. him. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Easy. All right. Um, <laughs> so he was um, a psychologist. And so he started by, you know, helping people just in their current life, you know, getting through their problems. And then after a while started uh, seeing things that people couldn't necessarily get over or that didn't seem to be connected with what was happening to them now, like chronic pain in a neck or whatever. And then after a while, he decided to expand into past life regression. And so this is where all the interviews are coming from, interviews with um, his patients that have these past life regressions and talk about their life between lives and their past lives and how it's supposedly all done on this other side. So it was oh. very eye-opening for me. And in a lot of ways, um, confirmed other things that I have heard from like totally other sources about similar thoughts and theories. So yeah, a good one to expand the mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Journey of Souls mm -hmm. by Dr. Michael Newton. Yes. And that's published by Llewellyn. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, okay, I can't wait to get into that. Yeah, it's the one that I'm like, do you need your mind blown? 
All right. Yeah. Okay. You afraid of death? Maybe don't be. Maybe just read this. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty empowering if you think you chose to be in this life rather than like you were thrown into it, right? And that's kind of part of what is revealed in here. So. So his idea is that we all chose the Mm -hmm. lifetime that we're in. Yeah. Yep. That we have actually even the uh, ability to look at different options to a degree before we choose and live it a little bit to see like, okay, am I going to vibe with this person in this era or whatever? And Mm. yeah. And how time may be different and oh yeah. Aliens, soul splitting, huh? All that and more. Yeah. Did you know you could be living two human lives at once without knowing it? I know. Anyway, all that and more included in Journey of Souls. Suddenly the (laughs) podcast becomes an infomercial. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's cool. So I have a question for you, which is, mm-hmm. what do you think the reading Journey of Souls, how did that change you? What was possible for you? What became available after mm-hmm. you read that book that you don't think was available before? Or, or what changed in you? What was one major thing? I think I felt empowered. I didn't feel so helpless, I guess, or like, just like a a victim I got or not like a victim, but yeah, like, like a victim to your life or yeah. But if you think, Oh, well I chose this, then you can kind of look at it without that like victim mentality, I guess, which you have, so a, easy you feel like flip into, I suppose. You feel like you have more empowerment after reading that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I chose to be here, it was probably for a reason me just in this life. I'm very detail oriented and discerning. I can't imagine that that's not part of my like overall personality to some degree. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's really cool. It gives you the ability to like take, to own your life rather than have your life own you. Yes, that was it. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. Well then if I chose to do it, then I must've had a good reason. And probably 50% of it is like the total availability of French fries right now, which is one of my <laughs> favorite things in the entire world. I know. <laughs> If this is just about having a singular life and enjoying things, then I think French fries could be a big part of the reason I decided to come here. (laughs) (laughs) And meeting you, obviously, Jim. Oh, oh. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Okay, well, I have one more question before we go to break, and that is, I want to know that same question about Marie Kondo's book. What was one thing that was not available before Marie Kondo but after reading Marie Kondo is available to you. The way that she describes how you can really find things that resonate with you, that you really care about, like just stuff, really helped me to reflect on how much stuff I have and how easy it is to accumulate it, even if you don't really care about I don't even like stuff, and yet I have so much. So... It's, it was like, yeah, it was a great just like reset to fix old habits, you know, like, again, this isn't a book that I think I'm probably going to read once and be like, done, fixed, you know, it's, it's gonna have to be redone, and it'll be easier every time. But having now like a new set of tools to discern what I really like, and what's just maybe like a temporary infatuation is very powerful. Yeah. Discernment. It gave me the power of discernment, I would say. Uh, Perfect Mm. thing to get from Marie Kondo. But I'm excited to hear your books when we come back. Yes. All right. right. We'll be right back. All right. See you soon. 
If you've ever been curious about getting a palm reading with my co-host, James Devine, there's never been a better time than now. Not only does Jim offer empowering palm readings to help you tap into the hidden messages in your hands, he's also now offering Divine Hand Tarot readings for a limited time. Find out more about all of Jim's amazing offerings at thedivinehand.com and on his Instagram page where you'll find him as Divine Hand Jim. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners, join me for my first ever knit along featuring my River Mitts pattern. This quick knit along is one week only and will run from January 29th to February 5th. Join myself and Heather from UU Yarns as we cast on together on the 29th at 9 a.m. Pacific time via Zoom. Keep up with this knit along by posting on Instagram using the hashtag RiverMitsKAL. Then on February 5th, join us again via Zoom for a bind off bash. Find out more about this event and how to purchase kits at LightFromLantern.com. Welcome back to our second half. I'm excited to hear your three picks for reading recommendations. Bill! Uh, I don't have any. No, I'm kidding. Oh, well, and then it's easy. All right, well, goodbye. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, so three books. I wish I could say it was only three. These are just three off the top of my head. Oh, I get Um, it. And I kind of thought about what are... I kind of went to... What is a book that inspired me way back when I first was introduced to the craft, to witchcraft? And that what I mean was, what is a book that got me like totally creative with Mm. doing craft? What's a second book that got me really creative in doing craft? Mm. Then I thought about, well, what about palmistry? People are always asking me, what's a palmistry book? What's a palmistry book? And I thought, okay, well, and it's going to be a super basic book that probably, and I'm, I'm probably going to make everyone frustrated because I don't even know if this book is available anymore. You got to want it. Now I'm like, dang it. But I think you can find it on the internet because you can find anything on the internet. That is so, exactly right. If there's, yeah. where there's a will, there's a way. If you're meant to That's find true. it, it'll come into your life. <laughs> it's true. So let's start with way back in 1998. When I first met my husband and was introduced to the coven, Hmm. there is a reading list. And one of the books on the reading list is called Earth Power by Scott Cunningham. Mm. Earth Power, Techniques of Natural Magic by Scott Cunningham. And this is the book that I bought in 1998. The receipt was in there. I set it downstairs, (laughs) but I was like, oh my God, I did buy this in 1998. Mm. One of the things I love about this particular book Scott Cunningham's book is the illustrations by Robin Wood that are on the inside of the book are in an art deco style or art nouveau style. I mean, and they're really gorgeous um, illustrations that would make really great coloring. I always have wanted to like violate copyright and photocopy them and just color them. Personal, right? (laughs) Personal. Yeah. So they're just throughout the book. There are these gorgeous art nouveau style you know, illustrations. Mm. So the book is filled with like really natural ways to just like go down to the beach and arrange stones in a Mm. circle and draw a sigil on this in the sand. And the way that he writes, the way that he describes what to do is so accessible. Go out into the woods, go out into nature and do something magical under the moon. And you just, you know, look at the picture on the cover of the guy, you know, drumming under the moon with a fire, with a campfire. 
and you just immediately are transported. And when you read the stories, it's really easy to read. Scott Cunningham sadly passed away in 1993. Mm. You read this book and you imagine what's happening. And then you realize you can actually do what is described in this book yourself. Ooh, that's fun. And it's inspiring. So it is one of the books that we highly recommend when we're teaching our students. And it inspires you to be creative. And there's a lot of crafting things to do. A lot of little fun little things uh, and mm. chants. Nothing Just things, too difficult. Things that nothing, are around. Very yeah. accessible. That's very, wonderful. Very accessible. So it's a great beginner's book. It's how we have people start in a lot of ways. I just, it's really inspiring. And Scott Cunningham was wonderful. He was gay, you know, at a time when it was difficult to be out. I just have a lot of mad respect for Scott Cunningham Mm, and who he was. So it's a really cool book. That's one that I really love. Mm, All right. Earth Mm -hmm. Power Techniques of Magic by Scott Cunningham. Very good. What else you got? All right. A book that's just came out, I think in the last year or two. Mm Mm-hmm is by my witchy bestie, the fabulous Madame Pamita, the book of candle magic. Yes. By Madame Pamita. I mean, look at this hardcover book published by Llewellyn. Actually, both of these are published by Llewellyn. This is a hardcover book with a metallic cover. It is absolutely gorgeous. The illustrations inside are whimsical and amazing. Mm -hmm. This book is not a book of recipes. This is beyond that. This is the book of how and why to do magic. So similar to your stitch dictionary, this teaches you how to do candle magic, like from the basics of how and why to do candle magic so that you can then create your own spells. Mm, I love. There are a few simple recipes or ways of doing it, but it teaches you the basics, and then you put it together. So if you want to do a candle magic spell for love, well, you have to look through and put it together yourself because that's how you learn candle magic, whether you're a witch or not, however you identify. If you want to do a spell for prosperity, you know, you'll look at and learn what are the correspondences to for prosperity and Mm -hmm. what type of prosperity do you want? Do you want luck? Mm -hmm. Do you want skill? Do you need people to talk to you? Do you need fame and fortune? Do you want to be prosperous under the, uh, in, in clandestine circumstances or in public circumstances? You know, there's a lot of different ways to create prosperity. And so this book really helps you understand and craft what you really want. And as you and I first did our first Katie Learns Witchcraft, we did candle magic. We sure did. And it is so fun. It's very much a craft. Yes, it's something that uh, sparked within me something uh, that I still use it. So I've been using it ever since you taught me. And um, again, it's it's just something candle magic is so inspiring. It's mesmerizing. It's fast. But like you said, it's layered. So yeah, it's it's a book of definitions. And then you use it. The book of candle magic, I think, is um, essential for everyone's bookshelf. Mm -hmm. The way that one in particular is written, because it's not just a whole recipe book of every single. Right. It's a reference book. It's a reference book. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's really essential for everyone's. If you, if you want to do candle magic, that is the book, Mm -hmm. the book of candle magic. That is the one. I agree. 
And it's not huge. I mean, like, I love my stitch dictionaries and stuff, but like, they're so big. <laughs> so annoying. This one is so cute. It's the perfect size. It's a great reference size because you could actually bring it with you and have it not like yeah. burden your bed. It could have been. I think it could have been a nice, you know, um, Betty Crocker cookbook. Oh, sure. You know. Oh, it could have been, been exactly like this stitch dictionary book. Could have but been, that's, yeah. That is so handy, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's also Madame Pamita is a really fabulous writer. So mm. you can really hear her voice and her musical voice. If you watch her YouTubes or watch any of her uh, videos, which are really helpful on YouTube, she gives so much away. Yeah. And then you read the book, you really hear her voice and mm. it's a great way to learn. So, mm. All right. That was the book of the book of candle magic, Candle Spell Secrets to Change Your Life by Madame Pamita. Yay. Yay. Brrr, last one, drum roll. Psh. Everybody asks me, Jim. What's a good book on palmistry? Mm -hmm. My response is I'm working on the good book on palmistry. Heck yeah. Um, and I don't mean that to be an egotistical piglet. <laughs> because Self plug. Yeah. Right. The problem is the many books that I have on the shelf behind me um, all resort to fatalistic mm. approaches to palmistry, including the one I'm going to uh, show you. And so for that reason, it doesn't come with a five-star recommendation. It comes with a three-star recommendation. This is the best that's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there are other books out there that are, if you already know palmistry and want to get uh, deeper into it, there sure. are better books out there. But no one is, if you're a beginner with palmistry, hmm. this is a book that inspired me because it's got lots of pretty, pretty pictures. Oh, that helps. <laughs> yeah, that really helps a lot. Yes. So this is a fun book because it's just mm. called Palmistry by Lori Reed. Now, this is one of those books that's published by, I don't even know, are they still in business? Do they still exist? Mm. It's one of those bookstores that might have gone out of business. Barnes and Noble. Does Barnes and Noble still exist? Yes, I think they're okay, the only good. one that does. <laughs> Barnes and Noble actually created this book. Oh. And I think they hired Lori Reed to actually write this book. I don't know who Lori Reed is. I don't think she's a palmist, but she <gasps> maybe wrote, she's not a real person. <laughs> but she wrote, I know, like some people do, but she wrote a picture book on palmistry. Mm. And there's lots of really cool pictures in this picture book on palmistry oh. that are really helpful to understand the different ways in which patterns and fingerprints and the different things, how they show up. Mm, so sweet. as a way to understand different hands and how the hands look and how they show up, I think that this picture book is really great. Mm. We, as far as the analysis of the pictures and what those mean, that's where I'm like, meh, you know, yeah. there's some fatalism that I don't agree with and the meanings right. run it there, but seeing the different ways in which the lines I have poured over that book because of the pictures and the, mm. the graphical components of it are really good. So yeah. that's a book that I like. I, I give three stars mm. for that book. Good for pictures, less good for the text information. Yeah. yeah. Kind of the opposite of Playboy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> or what everyone says. I just read it for the article. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, just like Playboy. Wordsmiths it's, in there, yes. It's great for the pictures. <laughs> 
You don't have to read the articles. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> ah, all right. And that was Palmistry by Lori Reed, who may or may not be a real person. You know, Lori Reed is a very common name. Yeah, and yeah. so it's oh. very hard. There's like 18 different authors named oh. Lori Reed. And there's no like Lori Reed has published a bunch of other esoteric and mid and metaphysical books. So mm. I wasn't really successful in finding a Lori Reed author. Mm, so I know about Scott Cunningham as a witch and mm -hmm. as a legit like witchcraft author. He's passed away. I certainly know about Madame Pamita, the That's one right. and only, right? And she's on Instagram. You can follow her. She's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Still living. And still, yep, still a real person who's yeah, with a, us still. Yep. Yeah. Her <laughs> previous book, Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot, is fabulous. Her upcoming book. Uh, on Can't Slavic wait. magic, Baba Yaga's book of Slavic magic is fantastic mm. and is forthcoming. So all of her books are amazing and her work is awesome. Okay. Lori Reed, if you're listening, yeah. we'd love to know. Yeah, tell us. Shoot us an email at knitispellpodcast at gmail.com if you exist. And, that's, and if you know who Lori Reed is, there you go. The that works of too. Palmistry, you can let us know. Now it's time for another plug on something really inspiring yes. we do our weekly oracle card draw mm -hmm. and this week we thought we would switch it up i have a deck that i really love called this might hurt uh, it's so beautiful by isabella rotman mm. and i would encourage you to follow them on social media on instagram mm. this might hurt this is she is the author and artist of this oh. amazing deck comes in a fabulous box, really mm. well designed in every way. The cardstock is amazing. The um, the Ooh. box is amazing. The back of the deck is fantastic. Beautiful design. Everything about this deck is fantastic. Mm. The edge with this black mm. oil slick sort of edging is beautiful. We're going to pull a card. Wonderful. A very modern version, Rider Waite Smith style, mm -hmm. but it has lots of people of color included, lots of body shapes and sizes included, lots of gender representation included, yes. ages included. A lot more diverse. <laughs> also yes. very modern, very youthful type of images. Ready? I'm ready. What advice do we have for our week ahead? Oh, it's this card right there. Let's find out. Ooh. Oh. Uh-oh. Is that the five of wands? Yes, it is. Oh, interesting. The five of wands. So oh. in this depiction, you've got what looks to be a chain link fence in the background. Mm -hmm. And you've got one, five dogs snarling and biting and they're mm -hmm. all holding sticks, yep. five sticks. There's a lot of growling and fighting over those five sticks in this picture. And the yes. picture is sort of reddish. You think there's a red hue and cast over this? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so what would you say about this card, Katie? It's interesting that it's it's sort of a reddish yellow. And having those colors, you know, like the red, orange, yellow, 
it's interesting, like part of it's a fiery exchange, part of it is communication, literally with the orange. And I think some of this is probably joyful, even though they're like running around crazy. Dogs get crazy. Do they just have the zoomies or are they fighting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know, they're dogs. So it could be both. I think this card is a look twice. It may seem like a aggressive fight, but it could just be more of a playful banter. Are we playing tug and mm. growling because we're playing tug or are we actually fighting? Mm-hmm. Look twice. You know, I think about twice. the wands being the element of fire and the element of fire is transformation. Mm-hmm. And so transformation isn't always easy. Sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes it looks like, arr, arr, arr. right. But it looks like that when you're strengthening your teeth That's and yeah, getting passionate. those jump, you know, you're passionate. Mm-hmm. So it's the middle from one to 10. If you think yes. about that pathway and sometimes you got to struggle your way through. So I okay. love that advice of um, check, checketh thyself before thou wreckest thyself. <laughs> That is such a, a great theme to go with our reading <laughs> theme we'll, overall, right? <laughs> we'll start with a RuPaulism and we'll sort of end with one. Well, hopefully we've inspired our listeners slash watchers with a new uh, couple of books to put on their list this year. I know I now have a few more to put on my list thanks to you, although maybe the palmistry book I'll just look at. You can read it. Just take it with a grain of salt. That's great. Yes. Actually, mm. good advice for anything, I'd say. Mm. Yes. I love the technique. This is what we always do in reading a book. Says who and so what. That's a great way to have discernment around the book you're reading. Says who wrote it. Who are they? Who is this Yehu? What do they know? Yeah, How do so I know what? who they are? People don't do that. Mm-hmm, you should yeah. know who is this person. Do some research on the author if you can. Mm-hmm. Who are Who is the author? What is their experience? Where are they coming from? And then so what? What yes. does the actual content of what they're talking about, what does it mean? And and how do we have discernment and critical thought about what they're saying? And that's mm. true of everything we read. Absolutely. Approach your reading with says who and so what. And I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Well, how uh, what do you have going on? How can the folks follow you? Tell me all the deets. It's January. If you're not subscribed to my email list at thedivinehand.com, you're about to miss out on Intro to Palmistry and some amazing discounts if you purchase Intro to Palmistry with Palmistry Intermediate as a package. So we are offering that together, which is totally mind-blowing. You don't even need Lori Reed's book or you you can have Lori Reed's book and not even need to read it because right. you'll have divine hand Jim's amazing instruction. Yes. I only say that because everyone says my class is amazing, which it is. I work oh. hard on it. It's a lot of ha- fun. Again, having uh, just done the learn it in one day session. Fantastic. Cannot recommend this enough, especially if you have any interest at all in palmistry, highly recommend or like yeah, any di- eight, divinatory source. Really? You get eight sessions for an amazing deal, but I, Only available if you sign up for my email list, sign up now so that you can be informed for the early bird discount. What do you have going on? Oh, it's January. I'm working on a three color version of my river mitts, which if you haven't seen on my Instagram feed is all up in there. I've also probably uh, going to be talking about it in my newsletter soon. So if you weren't subscribed there, you can do so at lightfromlantern.com and also find all of my patterns on Ravelry, Light from Lantern. Keep yourself crafting. And that's right. In both 
in both meanings of the word. Mm-hmm. Yep, capital and lowercase c. And uh, yeah, very good. We'll uh, we'll see everybody next week. Take care of all. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.